0: My name's Matt, um, and I run a company called cool High Peak Autos.
1: I'm going to hit record now. Yeah, okay. So the, the premise of this is a casual conversation. Yeah, it's an opportunity for a for me to get to know you a bit better because I yeah. don't we don't really know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And b it acts as like an example for people like. Yeah. If I can sit here with an effective stranger, yeah, 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 and we can have a chat, yeah, you can talk to your mates a bit more, yeah, and it's it's designed to be like easy to like yeah. the barrier is low, yeah, 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 just to go look conversation doesn't have to be big and scary, yeah, and if conversation goes in the directions of mental health yeah. or like having a tough times stuff like that, yeah. it's okay, yeah, we don't need to run away from that, yeah, 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 but there's no expectation that that happens, yeah. So I'm not a therapist, I'm not going to try and drill down into your deepest darkest yeah, right, secrets okay. and pull out all the, the stuff yeah, that yeah, you've got buried yeah, in there, Yeah. I'm just going to have a chat with you. Yeah. So right. the only structure that I have is who are you and what do you do?
0: Yeah, right, okay. And that's it. And see where it goes. Yeah,
1: so we'll start with that. Who yeah.
0: are you and what do you do? Um, I'm a car geek really, always have been, <laughs> um, so that's pretty much where it started. Right. Um, my my dad has always been into cars, so yeah. I guess it sort of stems from that. Um I've just always been into cars basically. As soon as I passed my test I was messing around with cars and buying and selling cars. Yeah. And then it just I could I wanted to find like a career path but never did and still haven't. Yeah. So I've always just kind of had to make a living for myself. Um so, yeah, I have just ended up dabbling in cars, and it's just one thing's led to another.
1: That's fair. Um, for the benefit of the audience, yeah, who are oh, you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. my, name's, okay. my name's
0: Matt, um, and I run a company called cool High Peak Autos. Perfect. Um, that, is, there we go.
1: I obviously have the name and that in the title. Yeah, sure. But people that are, like, subscribers, they just click next. Right, fair okay, enough. And it just enough. gives them an intro as well, okay. like, as to who it is I I'm chatting I have done with. that from the start, then. That's all right. As I say, there's no pressure here. Right, okay. I good. don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. We're just going to figure it out as yeah. we go along. Oh, perfect. So, with Cortos, it's not just buying and selling cars, is it? Cause yeah. You well, do more than that.
0: As I say, so from, I used to live in Spain. Um, right. Right. I used to live in Spain and I was buying and selling cars there. Yeah. Then when I was about 22 or something, 21, 22, I decided to move to the UK because I thought there were no opportunities there for mm-hmm. work. It was during the recession and there were just no opportunities. And I, I could probably have stayed and I could probably still make a living there now selling a couple of cars a month. Yeah. Um, but there's no, there's no chance to grow and I'm quite an ambitious person. So it would have just, I'm not one of those... There are loads of people in Spain, especially in the expat community, um, who are just quite happy... Having enough, earn enough money to pay for the beers that evening, and that's it. Yeah, which is, is a nice way of life. It's kind but of it's a cultural thing over there, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's not as fast paced or as busy as yeah. a lot of which so, I which yeah. I like now. I, when I go back there now, I enjoy that for a weekend. But yeah. I, especially ten years ago, I was really more ambitious than I am now. So I just couldn't see a way of growing my, you know, my yeah uh, feeling kind of trapped almost. Yeah, there, exactly. You? you just you're sort of in a bubble there, so I couldn't ever get out of that. So I thought the best thing to do would be move to the UK. So that's what I did. So High Peak Autos, um, I was working actually at the garage where I'm based right now, Yeah. Uh, just as a Saturday Saturday lad, really. I right. was helping out Saturdays and Sundays. Then eventually I thought, I need to do this properly. So I took on a piece of land in the High Peak area. So that's yep. where the High Peak Autos name came from. So officially I've been going since 2015 with High Peak Autos. Um, so yeah, I took on a piece of land, bought... As many cars as I possibly could for a tiny amount of money, yeah. and then just you know worked every day to try and build it up. Oh, fantastic, because
1: a lot of people think like car sales is kind of easy. It's a bit wheelie deely yeah. and yeah. that kind of thing, but it, it's actually a really intensive kind of job like yeah, people yeah. go oh you just buy a load of cars cheap Yeah, you spend a, a 20 quid on some spray paint to make them look nice exactly. and then you sell them off to a punter and you're always yeah. trying to cut them short and, yeah, so- exactly. and it gets there's, a there's really so bad rep. It than
0: that and, and I'm trying to sort of clean up the image of it but I realise that the, the image of it is too, too uh, it's quite tainted yeah it? it's too tainted it's too far gone really for, for me on my own to try and uh, clean it up but I keep I always I find this funny really but I'm not a car salesman I'm not a car I've got a car business, granted, which yeah. is my, my livelihood, but I'm not a traditional car We've salesman. you have not tried to sell me anything since I got here. No. So like,
1: <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll test them out to that Sorry. right now. You're probably doing the, the slow game and yeah. you'll wait till we're finished. And you know, go, oh, I've got this lovely Ford uh, <laughs> Cougar
0: around the corner. You'll drive away in something else, <laughs> Yeah, <you>? Yeah, turn <laughs> up on my 86.
1: If anything, though, you'd be coming off short if you took my 86. So right, okay. I'll, I'll give you the heads up now. <laughs> Let me just suffer with that car. Right, don't okay. don't try enough. and take it off my hands. Fair enough. Um, so how have you found that... like? Obviously, you've done a bit of buying and selling when you're in Spain. Yeah. How have you found kind of stepping out on your own over here? Like, what's been the ups and downs of that journey?
0: Um, The first two or three years were horrible. I just, even up until probably two years ago, I was working, I'm still working every day, but I'm doing other things now. Yeah. Um, So I was there working every single day, and it was difficult, and especially starting with, I had no money when I started. Yeah. So I started with a a £15,000 loan that I got from the bank, plus maybe six or seven grand that I'd amassed myself Um, so I started that isn't enough to start a car sales business really but I I kind of it shouldn't be no no (laughs) but I started how did you get a bank loan I want 15 grand that's not enough but we're not going to give you any more yeah exactly I know exactly that was sort of um, the most I could borrow at that point Um, so yeah that's that's how I started so the first I think the first the first seven cars I bought I bought in a package from a main dealer for a thousand pounds really for seven cars you can't buy, you can't, you can't find do those that cars now. nowadays.
1: I, so I've got a Renault 5 at home. Yeah. Well, technically it's my mate's workshop. It right, right, Because he needs to it. Yeah. I got that for 500 quid Did in you? 21. Right, okay. And it was the cheapest classic car in yeah. the country yeah. with an MOT on it.
0: Right, okay. Like these cars. It, they, had, an it
1: had an MOT. It had an MOT. It was a young lad that had bought it. as like, right. a, oh, I'm going to get a project car. Yeah, yeah. Bought it, realised that that's actually a lot of work. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> even little bits on a car like that. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain in the arse, yeah. And unless you know what you're doing or have friends that know what they're doing, yeah, like I do, because yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, you you end up either spending a lot of money, yeah, or breaking a lot of things, yes, and replacing a lot of small things that didn't need replacing, but yes, you broke that's trying right. to fix something big. And like you say, th- these kind of cars, there's not many of them, yeah. And the ones that you can get for that price now are quite untouchable, yeah.
0: It's like it's only ever going to be worth yeah, exactly. what you pay for it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's, they're too far gone at that at that price point, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So how did you manage to so, get seven for a grand? and Turn um, that into money. To be honest, I think they were going to be scrapped. They were going right. to be scrapped, and I thought six of them had some life in them. One I ended up selling for a loss, and and that did get scrapped. But um, the other six, so it's exactly what I was doing in Spain. I was finding a wing mirror from eBay, a, a, a new bonnet from eBay, or you know, yeah, just tinkering yeah. with them myself, and then eventually. Th- it sounds like some sort of entrepreneurial, uh, <laughs> uh, cracking the I'm here, but <laughs> I turned that one thousand pounds into like three and a half grand or something. Yeah, um, which I needed at that point. And then all of a sudden, you're taking part exchanges, and then before you know it, you're a you're, you're, a, business. you're a full-time yeah car selling business basically. All oh, right. So of those seven, what did you get out of those seven? In terms of the actual makes and models, yeah. yeah um, what did you get? There were two Ford KAs, the right. old bubble-shaped ones. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? i say it, Ibiza, like on a Y Reg, a couple of courses, I think. So they're the all The cars that you'd kind of expect for that kind
1: yeah. of price range. Really. They're, yeah, they're yeah. like first car cars. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The KAs now are probably worth more than they were back then because the... Yeah they're all being turned into race cars oh really and they're all being crashed right okay so the chassis and everything if you get yeah. a solid one they're actually worth yeah right okay. more
0: as a track car than they are as a I, street car I really like that era of ka to be honest they rusted terribly here yeah but I've bought them so low to those as when I was when I was buying when I first moved to the uk for maybe two or three years I was just buying and selling cars off my driveway yeah and I'd always buy kas from local dealers and stuff that didn't want them and yet yeah. in those days it was really I'd say it was easy it wasn't you know, that easy, but you could pick them up for 300 quid, spend 100 quid on them, and then you'd get 695 for it, 795. That yeah, sort of thing. yeah,
1: which is a um, decent, if you do it in like percentages, it's a yeah, decent turn. Yeah, yeah, It's like 50% yeah, exactly. markup, really. And, and if
0: I did a couple of those a month, it just, you know, gives you a bit of pocket money, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they were, they were great cars to work on because I'm not a mechanic at all, but even I can work on something like a KA, yeah. swap bits over, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like so a spark simple plugs to... on the top right yeah. there. Yeah, easy job. Yeah. Off you go. It's like, really old technology in that KA. So yeah.
1: um, Well, yeah. which is what I thought with my Renault. I was like, this Yeah, yeah. Nice
0: and easy to fix.
1: Yeah. And then something's happened with the carb.
0: Right. But okay. like, well,
1: that's a little box of magic, and yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So I've had to give it to someone who knows what they're doing to go I have run out of ideas yeah. and I don't want to take it apart because I definitely want no. to it back <laughs> together again. And the screws will all be in the wrong place and it yeah. just will never run again. Yeah. But with a KA it's still fuel injected, so it's yeah. not quite no. as yeah. Complex as a car, no, that's right.
0: That's right. It's like this simplest enough. you can get, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: which yeah. is great because then it gives you a platform to go from, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've gone from those like seven cars, yeah, and you turn that into almost effectively like tripled your money, yeah. essentially. Yeah, is that kind of the process that you then followed? You've gone, right, I'll pretty much build on that, build on that, build yeah, on that.
0: yeah. So, how did the YouTube stuff come about then? Um, looking back on it now, it, it seems like a natural sort of natural progression, and it. I'd like to stress that it really wasn't. It was just, it was just me trying to do as many things as possible, really, and to see what worked and what didn't. Yeah. The YouTube thing started because I was, after two or three years of doing the car job, I was really quite, quite sort of miserable with my life. I hated it because I was working every single day, yeah. Doing the same thing, dealing with cheap cars, so it was just which would then break, and then you'd get a load of grief and headaches and screaming customers, and yeah. it was just a miserable cycle. So I needed something to. And I'd end up working every single day. So even on a Sunday, I'd go down there think, oh, I'll, just, I'll do an hour Tinker, and see this. And then before you know it, it'd be tea time and you'd be uh, going back home again. So um, I, I needed something as a hobby, something to distract me, really. Now, I'd always go out with a colleague of mine picking up cars. And we'd always chat about, he'd say, right, we're going for a, uh, whatever, a, a Audi A3. And On the way there, we'd chat about common issues with it, right? I bet, I bet that doesn't work. I bet it's kind of cynical and miserable. And that's just yeah, the way that yeah. the car job makes you, I think. Um, so in the end, I thought I could do this as like carbine advice, almost. You know what what to look out for because I, I in the old days, especially when I was selling cheaper cars, I'd sell forty cars a month, so it's quite a, a lot of cars turned over, and there'd be something, you know, all kinds of different cars, which gave me a good idea of the common issues on a, a whole variety of things. So I thought with the YouTube thing that I would do sort of carbine advice. Initially, I thought I'll do a website. I'll just do a a a blog not a vlog yeah um then I thought well I don't know who's going to find that I don't know I'm just going to be it's going to take a lot of work with no sort of immediate uh reward or interaction yeah so perhaps the the YouTube thing is the way to go so that's how the YouTube thing was born it was just me with my GoPro on a Sunday going out in anything that was on the forecourt talking about my experiences with it common issues yeah all that sort of stuff then eventually um the viewing figures you know increased and everything and I thought I need to do more of these because I enjoy doing it more yeah um and people seem to like them I guess so I,
1: I think it's one of those you kind of you're offering something as well like it's not yeah. just a look at me I'm in this car yes yeah. here is something that you might gain some knowledge you might yeah. have this car you might be looking at these cars yeah. like it's got an inherent value to it yeah. more than just the entertainment of you talking yeah like yeah. there is
0: something to gain from these videos yeah I mm-hmm. hope so. Uh, that's something that I never think about, to be honest. But then I've had, it amazes me when I get loads of messages from people to say, oh, I, I watched all your videos before buying this or I checked that, you know, all that sort of stuff, yeah, which yeah. is quite nice to hear because I don't, although I do it for that, I don't, you do the video and then it, you forget about it. You forget that it's up there forever. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of forget that people watch them and... Interact, yeah, you know, and and take on board some of the things. It must be quite rewarding when you get those messages.
1: Yeah, that, no, definitely, yeah. Like someone's gone, I've I've learned
0: something about this car, and I've made a decision yeah. thanks to you. Like it must give you a real sense yeah, of oh, there's, yeah. there's purpose in doing this. It now. does, it does, because also the, the the sort of the risk that I um, that I ran with it initially was that because I've got a car sales business as well under the same name. Yeah. I thought people might think that it's, I'm just using this as a platform to push my own stock and say how good everything is and, oh, you really want to buy this. And, and that isn't my intention at all because that car sales business takes care of itself anyway, really. Yeah. This is just something else. Um, so I'm not afraid to tell people if something's rubbish, which I've, which I've done frequently. Which is
1: quite like, authentic and people probably yeah. appreciate that. Like We were watching one of your videos last night yeah, I think it was like a Ford Cougar or something. Yeah. Like, it was literally we yeah. were having a beer and yeah. they'd yeah. something and on, on in the background. I'm seeing Matt tomorrow. Let's yeah. put one of the videos yeah. on.
0: Yeah,
1: and I said I was like, actually, you're going well. This is how much I paid for it. This is yeah. how much this thing costs. This is what this costs. Yeah. and I'm hoping to get it for this much. And I've yeah. got a person coming in. it's going. Like it was yeah. a very genuine
0: yeah. like approach to it. It's not yeah. a because to be honest, I don't. I'm not like I say, I'm not a typical car dealer really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got nothing to hide. I've got. I think, like you said at the beginning of this conversation, people think I think that we make five thousand pounds per car, and all we do is uh, you know give it a wash and that's it. Yeah, some might, but I don't, and I don't know. I don't think that that really exists unless unless you really dodging, you're winding back the uh, the miles and all that sort of stuff. Which
1: I think is a bit of a bygone thing because it's much harder to do now. Yeah, like the effort yeah.
0: it used to take is not the same as the no, effort it would exactly, now take. exactly. And with things like digital MOT records and digital service records and all that sort of stuff, you can't get away with it, I don't think, anymore. No, I, I agree. Um, or certainly, you, you could only do it until the last MOT record. So, what are you going to do? Shave 5,000 miles off a car? Or What's the point? What's, yeah. you know, It's not going to add a fortune to it.
1: No, I think a lot of the the sneaky stuff happens at Higher end things now, right? Okay, so I had a conversation with someone they were chatting about. So, Porsches, for example, yeah, they have it's like a rev history. So, when you oh, plug okay. a Porsche and it can tell you what I've, rev range it's been in and stuff like that. Yeah, and if you go into like I think it's in like tiers, yeah, if you go into tier five before it's done X amount of miles, it yeah. voids the warranty and stuff yeah. like that. So, a lot of the sneaky stuff is happening at that level where it's like yeah. you pay
0: a guy a grand and he'll make it so that the rev ranges uh, look right, like okay. it's, it's never been thrashed and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Because if, you should tell it, we, we had a, a 996, 911, just a Carrera or something. It had done 100 maybe. It was, it was quite a nice car, but sort of a big a starter 911 for somebody. Yeah. It was 12 grand or something. Um, and somebody came along, plugged it in, and then said, oh, no, no, I'm not going to buy this. So, we, when we asked why, oh, it was, it was redlined in um, 2012. It's a 911. Do you know what I mean? Going yeah, to have why been... else do you buy a sports yeah, exactly. car? It's like, God so, forbid
1: anyone finds that data out yeah. of that micro. Oh, you red letters. like, yeah, and that was sideways. What, yeah. do you, what do you
0: expect? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm learning stuff all the time, really.
1: Yeah, and I, I didn't know the 996s had that. I it knew
0: might, the 997s I, were. I think it might. I think it was a 996 too. It was a, It was like a 52, 52, 53, or something. A bit later into yeah, the cause I'm sure my, it was that.
1: My dad had a 996 turbo. Oh, right, okay. Which was an 04 plate. Yeah, yeah. Because they right. basically did that for like two, three years, and then the 997 came That's out. That's right, yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know that they could go to that level of... Yeah, ...back yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was a bit more recent. Yeah. But
0: it is interesting that someone pops along and they're like, this 100,000-mile Porsche. Yeah. Oh, 10 years ago, someone yeah, drove no. it aggressively. This like, is why I always try and do this in video. I always try and um, talk about customers' expectations and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I think people, especially people that are new to the channel, think that I'm having a go and trying to get sympathy or something. I'm really not. I'm just... It amazes me sometimes how... Some of the people picky, you get can some some customers can be. I think you've got to keep it, you know, realistic.
1: Yeah, it's a twelve grand port. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's done a hundred thousand miles. Yeah. What do you expect to get out yeah. of this car? Like, yeah. it's not a showroom no, fresh. It, no, exactly. Like you kind of have to be yeah. reasonable with it. And I try and I, I do try and um, point that out in some of my videos, but I think some people that <laughs> it is the minority to be fair. Most of them understand what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But some, I think. Uh, Take personal offense at, at some of the things they're
1: probably think. the people that go along to look at used cars with yeah. these unrealistic expectations, yeah, yeah, and then they just like, Oh, why would he say something like yeah, that? Yeah, I like, know, I know. It's I like, know. Well, you're the reason, this yeah, is why you I'm telling you to your face, yes, exactly. essentially, yeah, exactly. Calm exactly. Exactly. it down, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so, that's right. what so the audience must have, like, I think it's you're at what 285,000, yeah, 285 it, now, yeah, which is wild when you think about, yeah, because you're like just buying and selling normal cars. Yeah, yeah. You're not the supercar driver no, kind no, of guy. No, You are, I've got a 2010... Yeah. Uh, ...Sierra, not Sierra. Yeah. Um, Mondeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what it's like. And it's yeah. still getting the, the views and stuff.
0: Yeah. Is your main audience people over here, or do you get quite um, a varied audience? The English-speaking world, really, mainly. Right. But, but that said, I do have lots of um, viewers from all over the place. But it's mainly UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, US. Right. Um, but... Like, America doesn't get a lot of the cars that we get. No. So... I think that, that makes it more interesting. And to be honest, I I, I don't really watch supercar stuff either. Mm. So the majority of the stuff I watch, if it's from the US, like if it's a Doug DeMuro video or a um, Hoovy's Garage uh, video, something like that, I'll watch some of the stuff that we don't get just out of curiosity, really. I guess it, So I think yeah. it's the same sort of thing. Because you're not going to see stuff that you already know, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did a video with a, a Vauxhall Insignia, and then I've got people in America telling me that it's the same as a Buick something or other. Yeah, and... I
1: think they because they fall under the General Motors brand, yeah. don't they?
0: So it'll be either like a Pontiac or a, something like right. that. Yeah. Like
1: you got the wrong kind. Like yeah. no, you need to. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. how the brands work yes. in different countries. Like yeah. so if you go to Australia, it'll be a Holden, a bit, like, yeah, exactly. Because the Monaro was the perfect example of that. because yeah. it was it was the Holden Commodore. Yeah, and the Vauxhall Monaro. Yeah, and the Americans just couldn't seem to realise that places exist outside of the States. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, the world is a bit bigger than... Yeah, that's right, that's right. I saw a tweet the other day where someone was like, it's not my president. It's like, in the United States, they're like, well, I live in India, he's not my president.
0: (laughs) He's literally not my president. No, I couldn't be more accurate in my statement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I think the the more realistic cars, I didn't do this on purpose, uh, I would like to point out. I didn't didn't have this brainwave and think, you know what, I'm going to try and tap into, to try and, you know, get... Get people, uh, get more views from doing more realistic cars. But I just think it's happened by accident that people are, I think people lose interest. They might want to watch a video with a new Ferrari for eight minutes once. Yeah. But I think if you try and make a channel out of that, it will You're slowly chasing die. Next, yeah. yeah. Because I don't, I'm not into that. Um, I'm not really into I, I I couldn't tell you the difference between a Ferrari, whatever. I don't even know the model range, well, I right now, a, to be honest.
1: I, I had a very bizarre day on Thursday and I ended up going to Salon Privé. Oh right, okay. I it wasn't my intention. I set yeah. out in the morning and like went to work. Yeah. And then I won tickets and it turned out it was for that day. Right, okay. And then work very kindly let me go at lunch. Yeah. So right. So I went to London. Right. Just as you do on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um there was two new Ferraris there. There was the it's the they had the S F ninety. Okay. And the two nine six G T. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures B, of that. It is, yeah. Which is almost the same car. Yeah, right. Very slightly different, this right. thing either. And then they had the Roma, which is yeah. the front engine one.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got there I was like, I have no interest in any of these. Yeah, like, exactly. They're just... Yeah. They're very expensive. Yeah. They don't quite have the same passion no. that cars used to have because yeah. everything is technology-based now. Yes, like, yeah. So I'm not excited. No. But then there was like uh, a Maserati MC12 there. Yeah. Which is an Enzo in yeah. a different body. Yeah. And I was very excited about that. Yeah. Because that is aggressive and exciting and cool. Yeah. Like, and that might be the only one you ever see. I've seen two. Oh, right, okay. Like, I've seen that one and yeah. I saw one in Le Mans. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm way more interested in that. And yeah. that's only like a 15-year-old, 20-year-old yeah. car.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you've got the other end of the scale, which is like a 1930s Rolls-Royce.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, and then I've gone so far, the I don't know anything about this. No. I don't understand most no. of the stuff. No, no. I probably couldn't even drive it. Like, yeah. there's this weird little middle ground in yeah. post-war... Yes. pre-2000, oh, it's quite interesting in this yeah. spectrum. Yeah. And stuff like that has a certain sense of like passion, enthusiasm, yeah. even the mundane stuff. Like my little Renault 5. Yeah. It's not a turbo. Yeah. It's not anything special. It's yeah. a 1.1. Yeah, right, okay. five-door.
0: Like, it's not a special car. Yeah.
1: But it is a special car
0: in makes yeah. yeah. sense because yeah. it's so ordinary. Well, the thing is, like, a, it's kind of like a, a pyramid, really, isn't it? Because at the bottom there, you'll have more people who will have had experience with the 1.1 Renault 5. Mm. than at the top of the pyramid, you'll have the people that have driven a Renault 5 Turbo, whatever it is. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like my content, that because it, it appeals to a wider audience, doesn't it? Because if I do a video with an Insignia that I bought for £800 with a rattling flywheel... Loads of people will have had one of those or their dad will have had one of those or had issues with it. And then ev- everyone interacts then and it's kind of a forum then about issues that people have had or whether it's a good car, bad car. Yeah. If, it, if, I, if that were a, uh, a video with a Ferrari, I think my comments would be, you know, a tenth of what they are right Yeah, now. and
1: it'd just be people going, oh, I saw one of those. Oh, I saw one of those. Yeah, one. Like, yeah.
0: They're like they're a hero spotting yeah,
1: thing. Yeah, like, yeah. And like right at the, other, the top of that scale with those car contents, you've got mm. like um, Tim Schmee. yeah. People aren't watching to see what things he's going and looking at. Yeah. They're interested in what he's driving and what yeah. adventures he's on. Like, I only came across him because he was following the cannonball. Uh, right, okay. I didn't come across him because I gave a crap about yeah, his exactly. R8. I'm not yes. like, oh my God, this guy's got an ADR8. Yeah. He was yeah. following the cannonball. I was like, I'm really interested in the cannonball. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I'll follow this video. Yeah. And it's the stuff that people have a connection with that I, obviously I gets the, the engagement for you um so what's the like uh we'll do two what's yeah. the biggest margin you've met like what car has made you like the best basically um because most people go oh it'd be something expensive but yeah you probably got like a, oh i bought i got lucky and got like a 10 grand porsche and it was actually yeah. a 40 grand porsche that someone yeah. had really
0: no because in the world of i mean check out my website by all means but in this <laughs> the stuff i sell is more sort of Your average things that you'll see in a supermarket car park—that's my bread and butter, really, and that's that's what always sells. I would love to have a nice glass showroom with limited edition cars and stuff. Yeah, a hundred grand plus, but I don't know how many of those I'd sell a month. Probably one or not one a year, or something. Exactly, exactly. Whereas I know now um, that I need to sell thirty cars a month, whether it's an Insignia, like I've just sold a Nissan Juke yesterday, or uh, you know, just average cars.
1: Yeah,
0: and. With those, you're on a a bit like the cougar video you watched last night. You'll make, or I'll make a thousand pounds, maybe. If I can get a thousand pounds out of every car, then I'm you doing do 30 all right. A month, you yeah. Know. It's not a bad, yeah, yeah. not bad month. My overheads are high, but I still know that I'm going forward. Yeah. Um, there are. I can't think of anyone in particular. There are some cars over the years where it, it'll just be more luck than anything else. I buy a lot of cars from a main uh, a main dealer. Um, the only times that you'll it's just look, basically somebody's undervalued something so you'll pick something up a BMW 3 Series estate and then you get getting it and think actually this has got electric seats a pan roof it's got the reverse camera someone's undervalued this the salesman there just wanted to do the deal yeah, asked yeah. them how much they wanted for it gave them a figure and then before I know it I think actually this is worth a grand more than I thought it would be and you've got a nice little bowl. and then before you know it I've given 9 grand for something that I thought was worth 10 and a half, 11 it's actually worth 12 and yeah. then all of a sudden you can have 3 grand out of something but that might happen once a month it's a very but small it, portion yeah. of this happening. Then. And it makes up for some of the ones where I break even or I lose 500 quid. Yeah. So it's just a numbers game, really. You've got to... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I, it's, for my business, anyway, you've got to... Um, it's, it's
1: interesting because the buying and selling of cars is so romanticised. Yeah. Like with, say, wheeler dealers and stuff like that. Yeah. They go, oh, we bought it for nothing. Yeah. We've spent a load of time and effort doing it up and we've yeah. made a huge margin. People yeah. assume that that happens with every car. Yeah, Exactly. And it's not like quite clearly. It's yeah. a, if you buy enough and you yeah. make enough of a margin, you yeah. can live off that. And yeah. that's that's kind of the thing. It's not a. No. Are oh, we going to go for a hero? Exactly. We're going to just be consistent. Yeah. And like say doing like an endurance race, I was at. I, it sounds like I do so much. Yeah. Last weekend I was at Silverstone. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> with a, ra- a race team that were yeah. running. On the Saturday they did it was a Mark. Three Fiesta, you know the, the round. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Same age as the KAs, like early nineties, later nineties. Okay. Like, I think they stopped in like two thousand three. Right. Okay. Like I know it was a roundish one that yeah. came out, similar shape to the Ka I always the quite like those. They drove really well. Those really nice little cars. It was rusting
0: badly here, but yeah.
1: Well, this was a race car, so yeah, they right. stripped it out anyway. And then they had the, the shape after that, like the two thousand six, the yes. more angular one. Yeah. And then they had five KAs on the next day, right? Okay. For the Enduro KA five hour race. Yeah. So, I was chatting with them, and they were saying if you can do like a good lap in a KA around Silverstone is a 119, right. 120. Right. That's like they were the top laps, yeah. and everyone was kind of around the 122, 123. Right, okay. But they were saying, like, if you can do 122 every lap yeah. for five hours, yeah, you'll win because yes. you'll consistently do lots of fast laps, That's like it. reasonably quick laps. Whereas if you do 119, three laps, yeah. and then 125 for the rest, like, yeah. You'll come in fourth or fifth because you've yeah. got a couple where you smashed it out. Yeah. Same kind of concept. Like if you can do a grander car exactly. for thirty cars. Yeah. It's be- probably better odds than doing one thirty grand margin yes. because yeah. all it takes is that one thirty grand margin
0: something to... to break on it. Yeah. And if you if you, I mean yeah if you're talking a thirty grand margin on something it's going to be something seriously rare and seriously expensive that someone's going to look through with a fine tooth home after they exactly they've bought it. Yeah. This is the thing. I'd rather, I'd much rather, to be honest. um, Having done this job for seven or eight years now, properly, have a forecourt filled with sub five grand cars. Yeah. Because they're just your average kind of hatchback. People aren't too fussy about what they buy, so they're not bothered about what colour it is. If if I went to go and look look for my dream car, it would have to be the right spec, the right colour, everything else. Yeah. And probably the same with you as well. Whereas if you're just looking for a hatchback, we'll get a customer in and then. They they really didn't want a red one, but they'll see it and they'll they'll like it and will think oh, okay, well I yeah, can think live with that. Make. It'll yeah. probably last for the next five years. So that's like, the world I'm in, really. Yeah. So and I like that because it just means that your chances of doing business are you know much higher. I think.
1: Yeah, because there's there's a much easier sway for a person in that conversation. Yeah. Isn't it's yeah.
0: it's not necessarily the perfect car. Yeah but it will tick all the boxes that they need in ticking. A lot of my customers as well. I mean, it's different now with the YouTube because we get a lot of business from the YouTube channel. Um, Oh, so it did end up doing that point. No, (laughs) it did. It did. did. Just purely by accident, really. I didn't kind of... No, uh, no, because it it wasn't your intention. No, but it it, It it has has done. Um, But the the majority still of my customers aren't into cars. So they'll come along and they'll they'll be driving a car that's worth a grand and they just want something different. So they'll wander around the 40 cars that I've got in stock not knowing what they want and then... That's half kind of the fun, really. They'll go in with it. I need it to have boot yeah. space, this number of seats. And then it's always going to be doors. a compromise, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't really want a diesel, but okay, it's, it's in we, my budget. We got quite
1: lucky. So we, we bought my other half a Skoda Rapid.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: that was one of those where it's like, I know enough about cars to yeah. know that a Skoda is effectively a nicer Volkswagen and a yes. not as nice Audi. Yeah. And it kind of sits in the middle. Yeah, And if you get the right spec, you can have a quite a nice car yeah. without an Audi premium on it. Yes, exactly. So we were kind of thinking, right, we want something that will do 60 to the gallon on the motorway, because yeah. my family live north and her family yeah. live south, right, yeah. and we're in the middle, so we we're at least an hour on the motorway, yeah. no matter who we're going to see. yeah. We want it to have a reasonable size boot, because yeah. we go on holiday once a year with suitcases, yeah, or we'll take right. friends to the airport, yeah. or something like that, or we'll, we've moved house four times in four right. years, Right, it might happen it again, like, we yeah. need something with practicality, and we've just got engaged, and there's yeah. probably kids in the, the yeah. foreseeable future, maybe. Yeah. Like, we'll get something. Yes. So, we had this set of parameters. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're either going to get an Astra, a Megan, yeah. a Golf, or a, like a Fabia. Yeah. And in searching for all that, we came across the Rapid. Yeah, right. Which okay. Which is basically a polo estate. Yes. I was like, oh, that's actually better than all the other options because it's that little bit bigger. Yes, yeah. So you don't feel like you're in a five-door hatchback. You feel like you're in something that's like a shrunken Octavia. Yeah, yeah. And we spent about a month finding them, and they did one in, like, Viper Green. Oh, right, okay. With a glass roof Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: went into, like, a glass boot lid. Yeah, they're quite good-looking cars, aren't they? Because you've got the...
0: I can picture the tailgate now. Yeah, it's quite a
1: tidy-looking thing. Yeah. And we were like, that's the one. We'll get that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we found there were two. That's it. There were two right, okay. for sale. One of them was at a dealer in like Edinburgh. Yeah, and it was like seven grand. Yeah. Like, oh, it's too high. Yeah, the other one was in our. Pro- we had a budget of like five to six grand. Yeah. like that's right. a reasonable yeah. second car. Just needs to yeah, work. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And there was one for six grand in the right colour with black wheels, like yeah. really nicely spec'd. And the lady was like. So you'll buy it from me, and then you'll pay the finance off. I was like, no, yeah, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not giving you six grand no, and no. buying a car that's got finance on yes, it. I was like, yeah. you pay the finance off, yeah. and then we'll buy the car off. Yes. Like, and it just didn't work out. So right. you know, we've got a grey one. Right, okay. And it's it's got alloy wheels, but they're yeah. not like fancy alloy wheels. just yeah, normal right. wheels. But it's on 16s with chunky tyres.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's actually quite comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And it's not got leather seats. But This is the thing that you've got to compromise in the used car world, yeah. haven't you? But it it does it does the
1: motorway. Yeah. It's got a lot of space. It's got a big boot. Yeah. Do 60 to the gallon. Yeah. And it's a 1.6 TDI, so it's yeah. got a little bit of pep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've outran faster cars. Than yeah, it, yeah. Purely yeah. for being able to drive better. Yeah, yeah. So it's not entirely no, boring. No. It's only a five-speed. The biggest problem I have with it, it's a five-speed. Yeah, yeah. That's the annoying bit. Yeah. But this little Skoda, on reflection, with it being grey, yeah. is better. Yeah, right. So we went with the expectation of we're going to get a bright green one because it's yeah. funky, and my yeah. other half's last car was a Mazda 2 Sport in bright okay. green. So yeah, we were like, no, right. oh, it's nice yeah. nice to follow the theme. Yeah. But we're now, actually, like, I'm glad it's grey because yeah. you're invisible. Yes, yeah. If anything, you look like a police car. Yeah, right. So people just leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. And when you spend the rest of the time driving cars with branding all over, yes,
0: yeah, it's quite nice it's to be... An- a bit of anonymity is yeah. nice, isn't I'm it? Like, Yeah, I'm like, oh,
1: it's like incognito mode on the motorway. Yeah. And yeah. people just get out the way because yeah. they're like, you don't want to take a chance if it isn't a police car. No, it's no. better to just move out the way. Yeah, yeah. And it's brilliant. And that's, again, because of that compromising, yeah. we're actually in a better place. Yeah, yeah. If we'd gone for the bright green one... It's definitely not a police yeah, car. Yeah, no. And if someone wants to figure out who you are, it's yeah. quite easy to follow a bright green car home. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, like, exactly.
1: Not that anyone's ever tried to follow me home, but yeah. on the
0: off chance... Yes, yeah. I'd rather be inconspicuous. Or people might think it's the VRS model try, yeah, yeah. and try tailgating you and all that stuff.
1: It's weird how, even though we entered this, like, buying a car thing with an yeah. expectation, we didn't get what we were expecting, yeah. but we're actually in a better place. So, yeah. like, when people come to you and they go, I need... X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and you go well. How about this red three series? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's red. And you're yeah. like and then they actually go, oh, I really love
0: this color now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. That's right. That's the, and I think you've got to accept that um, if you're not buying new. If you buy new, you can have whatever you want, can't you? Yeah. But if you've got your, a limited budget and you buy used, you've got to. You can only have what's out there, can't you?
1: Yeah. I, I can't remember what car it was we were looking at the other day. Oh, it was oh. Uh, so the uh, episode that comes out before this one, I was yeah. with Joe Achilles. Okay. And he, I think we, I'm pretty sure we talk about it on the episode. He wanted to do from, I think it was London to Madrid. Right, okay. In one tank. Right. Because he'd figured out that if you get the 730D in SE spec with the 16-inch wheels on bigger tyres, the fuel economy works out that you can do that trip on one tank. Yeah. And he approached BMW. From London or somewhere. Yeah, I think it was London. To Madrid, That'd be 800 miles or something. Something that. like that. Yeah. Not not far mm-hmm. off that, which is a good... Yeah. It's similar to what Clarkson did with the A8, where he did yeah. Land's End to John O'Groats yeah, and back. Yeah, yeah, right. Which was about 800 odd miles. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I want to do this video, approach BMW, who has got an yeah. existing relationship with, because again, yeah. a bit like you, his was like an like a... I'll give this a go, I'll do some... He bought yeah. a 135i. Yeah. Started doing videos on like, here's how to do launch control, Yeah. And yeah. here's where this is, and here's where that is, yeah. and then it's just grown from there. Yeah. So he's got yeah. a real... Good Standing with BMW, yeah, right. And he approached BMW and they were like, Nobody in the press has yeah. ever needed a 730 SE, <laughs> like, with small wheels, it's got the worst spec for yeah. making any promotion or video yeah. from, yeah. So they're like, We can't, we've tried all of our dealers, yeah. we've tried all of the press fleet, it just yeah. doesn't exist, right. So he's like, Oh, go and auto trade it. And there's yeah. three right in okay. the country. And this was like a 2019 car, it's yeah, not like yeah. it's no, a rare old car, it's no. just. There's three, and they're all like 35 grand. Yeah. And he ended up finding one that had reasonably low miles for 25 grand. Oh, right, okay. He's like, I'm going to have to buy this. Yeah, for the video. To do the video and yeah. then sell it again. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's the biggest risk I've ever yeah, taken yeah, in my life because right. nobody wants them. It's yeah. an SEC, it's not even got an M Sport pack yeah, on it. Yeah, so right. Okay. It's just a Bogo Spec yeah. 7 Series. Yeah. And it's that, like, the compromises that people will make yeah. to do something with a used car. Yeah. I had no idea how he sold that car.
0: No, no. Who wants? To... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've exactly. got
1: to be a very specific person. Yeah,
0: to yeah. want that car. That's the funny thing. And you being a car guy um, or being car guys, you you forget, don't you, that most people don't really know an awful lot about cars or care really. Yeah. So I'll buy something like like that, for example, and I think I'll buy it from a main dealer, so I've kind of I'm obliged to buy it. And then I think, who's going to buy that with uh, with small wheels or? I'll, maybe I'll put some privacy glass on it. Maybe I'll put some M Sport wheels on it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll you'll get somebody that just wanders on the on the forecourt that likes the look of it or, or needs something that'll do fifty miles per gallon or something like that. Yeah, because that sell anyway.
1: That spec is the only one that will do like above sixty on the motorway. Yeah, like that. right. So it's like. You get someone that wanders in and goes, "I want something comfortable, yeah. economical, yeah. not too flashy."
0: Yeah. Oh, I've got the right car go, for that exactly, situation. Exactly.
1: But they'll probably wander in. You'll probably get maybe one person like that a month. It's yeah. not your. No, no, that's
0: right. You couldn't make a business out of that.
1: No, if because you...
0: they're such weird, rare. I spe- often find this as well. I'll, I'll buy something and it'll sell within forty-eight hours, and I think, right, I'm going to go and buy another one of those. Mm. So I'll purposely go and buy one another one, and then it'll sit there for three months, and it's the most frustrating thing because you think you've I've had that one chance. And I've had it already. Yeah. There's that one person out there that exists that wanted that one car. And you happen to have the and right I've, car yeah. at the and right time. bought the same thing. That person... They've already you know, got the they've car They've already got out,
1: one, yeah. <laughs> um, so what's, what's your kind of plans with everything that you're doing and what direction
0: are you hoping to go towards? Um, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it at the moment, so I'm just going to do this Keep for as long it. as I, I can. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, I, yeah, when I looked on,
1: on the Twitter bio, there's not just the car stuff now. Is that you're trying to do a bit more... Branching yeah. Out
0: in other directions, like. Yeah. Um, just to keep myself interested more than anything, really. Um, like I say, it started as a hobby, and now it isn't a hobby; it's a job now. Yeah. So I still need to. I'm quite a creative person, and I think just doing the the car sales bit all the time only sort of appealed to my my business side of my brain. Nothing was stimulating my my creative side. I, yeah. And now, at least with the YouTube thing, that I've got something to uh, somewhere to. Some got sort of outlet, outlet for that, yeah. So I enjoy writing scripts. I uh, enjoy, I've got a, an article in a magazine that I do once once a quarter, so I enjoy doing that. So that appeals now to, I'm kind of satisfying both sides of my brain. I've got the business that's taking care of itself and the creativity yeah, stuff's getting exactly. some outlet as well.
1: Yeah. Because it's interesting, like I, um, I recently, and I've probably mentioned this on a couple of episodes now, so anyone that's listened to three in a row is like, yeah. all right, shut up yeah, about it. Right. I, I went to the doctors for an ADHD assessment. Okay which is a really slow process because the NHS is underfunded. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you go, they do like a almost like a self-diagnosis kind yeah. of tick box thing. Yeah. And then you sit on a waiting list for two years to get an assessment. Yeah. But it was for, for ADHD, which is like struggles with monotony. Yeah. Always has to have something new happening. Yeah. Like chasing dopamine. Like yes. There's all these boxes. And the more people I encounter, especially within the creative world, Yeah you kind of go, oh, I'm seeing a lot of these different traits in people. Yeah. And it's a lot of that, like, can't sit still, can't yeah. focus on a task that isn't, yeah. like, engaging and changing and creative yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So when I, when I left college, I went into accountancy. Right, okay. Which for, like, the first six months was great. So yeah. I was learning how it all worked. Yeah. And then once you kind of cracked the code on it all, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm just doing spreadsheets. Yeah. And I'm yeah. bored now. And yeah. then I get to sit here and think about stuff. And now I'll get more and
0: more and more. Yeah, exactly that's dangerous then isn't it yeah
1: and then when you were saying about when you're in spain and it's really relaxed you know i just needed to do something i was bored i was like oh here is the first tick on the yeah exactly exactly um and this is not me going i think you've got ADHD. (laughs) you should go and get it checked out but it's interesting that more creative people often have this like need for something new and interesting something to keep those kind of creative juices going yeah because boredom is the enemy yeah absolutely
0: it's, it's it's I, I can't like an sit allergy still. to still. I, I can't sit still. I've always got to be doing something. Yeah, and it it's
1: fun to meet more people with it. Yeah, like with that kind of mindset and with those kind of traits, and go, yeah. oh, we we can kind of cut the bullshit. Basically, yeah, we don't need to do the small talk and the pleasantries. It's, yes, I work like this. Oh, I work like this. Oh, great. What project yeah. are you working on? What yeah. fun thing are you doing? Exactly. I'm interested in the fun stuff. What what's exciting in your yeah. world right now?
0: Um, if you don't mind me asking, what? what was your what was your hope for 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 being diagnosed with that if if you were to be diag- diagnosed with that it's what mainly do you want having as the an
1: option of stuff like medication right okay so i can build a skill set on how to manage it i can right. learn how it works i can find ways that work for me with stuff yeah. like that right okay but unless you've got a diagnosis there's never an option for like um, dopamine regulatory I see, like, right. prescriptions I see. And it's not me going, I need this. Yeah. It's not like I'm chasing that so that I've got that as my outcome so that I can fix what's wrong with me. Because I don't think there is anything inherently wrong with me. Yeah. And the more I'm learning about it, the more I'm learning how to like do things to suit how I work rather than trying to fit in the boxes that normal people go down. So like going to work in a normal office without any freedom to be creative is a real, like I've always struggled with that environment yeah, yeah, and the job that I've got now. So I manage like photography, media, digital content for a hotel and golf course. When I get say like a couple of hours of doing a task and then I start to get bored, yeah. I can pick up my camera and go outside Yeah, or I can go to the driving range or I can get on a golf ball go, yes. and it means that I can just escape yeah. and come back and I can. Yeah. So it's learning and stuff like that is really helpful but then i i would like to be in a position where i have the option to go right i'm still finding stuff difficult yeah i would like to be able to try this or i'd like to be able to yeah. access that yeah right to see if it makes things better yeah because you never know like i could go right i've got adderall or whatever it is mm. and it's fixed a lot of the stuff that yeah right under the, like behind the scenes is really difficult yeah right i'd rather have that option than not have that option and yeah perpetually struggle yeah right so that's the the reason that I've gone in the direction right I'll try and see if there is a diagnosis there because if there is it opens up options yeah rather than just going I can learn how to manage my time better I can learn how to do things in a way that suit my style of yeah my brain because even stuff like tidying the house yeah if I I'm like right I'm going to tidy the kitchen and then I'll need the hoover yeah and then the Hoover battery's dead. Yeah. And I plug that in and then yeah. I've got distracted and now I'm in the living room. Yeah. And then I'll end up with lots of little jobs that have got started. Yeah. Yeah. But none of them are really finished. Yeah. So I then have to go, right, I'm gonna take my speaker, put yeah. it in the kitchen and shut the kitchen door. Yeah. And have my music on and that yeah. keeps my brain ticking over yeah. while I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. So even right. if I do pick up little jobs, yeah, I'm kinda of trapped in this environment yeah. till they're finished. Yeah. And I'm not distracted by anything outside. Right. And it's just learning little bits like that that help. And stuff like, so I saw a thing the other day that said like, if you listen to music that's over 150 beats a minute yeah, and you have ADHD, it helps your brain like oh, really? regulate a little bit better. Right, okay. So you can stay on task for longer. Yeah, right. And it's not like a fix. It's not yeah. like you can now do spreadsheets. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like, if you have to do a spreadsheet, you can probably yeah. last two hours on a spreadsheet rather than one hour. Like, it just yeah. helps your, your background processing to yeah, keep ticking. Yeah, right, okay. And finding stuff like that's really helpful. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I think is really important to learn, and the the medication stuff is like a supplement. Yeah, I think it's more important to learn how to manage without it. Yes, to a certain extent, and yeah. have it as like a I need this crutch to yeah. just not make life miserable. Otherwise, you just be chasing one thing
0: after another, aren't you? I suppose. Yeah, you're just going to be on
1: that. What's the next thing to help? because yeah. um, like even stuff like routine. Hmm. So I know that not having my phone in bed. Yeah. Is good for me. Yeah. I know that if I leave it in the office and I read. Yeah. And, you know, like talk to my other half and yeah. have a relationship and, yeah. a, and communicate. And then I sleep. I sleep way better. Yeah. And then when I get up, I'm not inclined to just go on my phone straight away. Yeah. I'll go and make a cup of coffee and I'll sit and read a bit of a magazine. And yeah. then I'll have it like after breakfast, I'll pick my phone up. Yeah. At the start of the day. Yeah. And I know that that works better for me and mm. I know it's really good for me. Yeah. But I can't help taking my phone to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the those kind of scenarios where even though I know everything's good for me, I can't help it. Yeah. I can't like stop it. Yeah. And maybe if I don't figure out a way to fix that, if yeah. I had access to something that helped regulate better, yeah, I might be better at and then I'll yeah. benefit in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that's kind of the reason that I've gone down that path. Yeah, right, okay. Is just to give myself more options. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. It might turn out that I don't have it and I just yeah. need to be a bit more yeah like, disciplined yeah but it you never know until you yeah. until you start down yeah, these journeys. yeah no that's right um but it, it's it's quite interesting so my partner's a psychologist right okay um her job is diagnosing adhd right okay so when she says maybe you should do it i'm like oh this comes from yeah, a place of authority yeah, okay, it's not yeah. just me going Isn't on tiktok just,
0: yes <laughs> it's like if you have adhd it. you might
1: bounce around a lot oh, yeah. it's like no this is an actual yeah like, that's right. her job okay fair which right. is why i know it's a two-year waiting list yeah right she's at the end of the way right. and she's like Oh, you've been waiting two years. I'm really sorry about that. Right. I'm, I'm Let's get on know. with it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting world to learn. And it's only been in the past two or three years, maybe. Yeah. Where I've not had external situations that cause, like, to be in a constant state of fixing problems. Yeah, right. So, like, growing up, I had a lot of... I'll use the word trauma. Yeah. Because there was, but it's not, like... It's not like I personally was, like, in a near-death car yeah, crash right. or, like, had cancer or something like that. It's yeah. not quite that yeah. extreme, but it's not nice. Yeah. And that sort of stuff blocks a lot of who you are yeah, right. from coming through. Like, you're almost in a fight-or-flight state quite yeah, a lot. right, right. So you don't get the opportunity to sit down Yeah, or just to be in a space where there's not an external, like, agitator. Yeah, and it's as I've learned how I function yeah. when I've not got something to like deal with. Yes, yeah. Like, obviously, life throws things at yeah. you, but it's yeah. not the same as having like. So, I've got a, an alcoholic dad, right? And he was violent and aggressive, right? But he okay. had like control of everything, yeah. So you've never really got a safe space in that yeah, scenario. Right. Whereas now, I, I I don't talk to him, and I'm quite open and honest about yeah, that. right. And it's one of those where it's like, maybe when I've built my own foundations, I can yeah, revisit that. Yeah. But until then, yeah, it's better work to you not have that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I'm learning how I function and what yeah. works for me and what doesn't work for me. Yeah. And, oh, I have an authority problem, A, because I have an alcoholic dad. Yeah. And B, because that's also a bit of a trait of ADHD. Yeah, right, okay. It's that if I respect your opinion mm. and I respect where the decision has come from, I'll listen to it and I'll follow it. Yeah. If I don't agree with an authority figure yeah. because they're just being an authority figure for the sake of, well, I'm the boss, Yes. Yeah. I'll fight to the end of the earth for that yeah, to yeah. my own detriment. Yeah. And it's learning that, which has been really important yeah. recently. like I really didn't get on with my last job because my yeah. boss was like a school headmaster. Right, okay. And it's these kind of things that yeah. you have to learn the differences between yeah. am i just dealing with an aggressor yeah or is this just how i function yeah, like it, right it, and it takes a bit of space to learn yeah. that yeah um and it's it's quite an interesting dynamic to learn and i would implore anyone to yeah to sit and have these conversations with themselves yeah and try and unpack how stuff works for yeah. them yeah because you never know what you find like i've i've learned that i'm quite creative yeah and i can pick up new things really quickly yeah and I've learned how I pick up new things is to deconstruct it to its bare essentials right. and then start rebuilding on top. Yeah. And I've only learned that because I've had the space to sit and yeah, do that. Exactly. And I've had a bit of freedom to go, oh, I can design stuff. I can yeah. draw stuff. I can yeah. talk to people on podcasts yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's really important to give yourself a bit of space to yeah. do that thinking. I agree. And I imagine you've probably found now that you're effectively standing on your own two feet away yeah. from everything. yeah. You've got a bit of that space to go. Right,
0: what works? What doesn't work? How do yeah. I function? I I crave some time off, really, and I crave some time to to be able to figure out who I am and what I would like to do. But I also think that's quite dangerous, really. I, I quite like the fact that I'm busy because it's just a distraction all the time, isn't it? Yeah, and you're like, well, I well what if you, happens if I've got if too I much ever... time in your hands? Yeah, you can you can start to worry about things that might not be there do you know what I mean well, it turns out I don't want to sell cars now yeah. I've got to
1: redo my whole life <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and it could just be that you're having a bad day yeah exactly and exactly. you're just like oh why am I wasting time or why yeah. am I...? Like, I've had I've had moments with this where I'm like I'm just going to sack it all off yeah yeah because I've had like a bad week or something yeah yeah like, what's the point what's the point or like yeah. see like one bad message or even like a, exactly. an Instagram post of someone yeah. else doing something yeah you know like, oh I wish why is mine not doing that yeah
0: I know that's, that's why social media is dangerous isn't it really yeah I we we both put ourselves out there, don't we, into the public eye? So you've got to expect some negative comments and stuff. Yeah. Generally, mine are quite positive, generally. But this is the odd one. And then, before you know it, if that's the first thing you see in the morning. That it takes your mood then for the whole day, doesn't it? Yeah, it and it's not derails good that it You've got to be. It's really difficult. But you've got to be strong enough to have thick skin and broad shoulders that you just don't get too. You know. Um, well, it's one of those where down the that. negative will always outweigh the yeah, I know. in your head. Like you'll always focus on the negative because yeah. it, it's like a thought, isn't it? Yeah. it's not no. smooth sailing. I do it all the time, and I know I know better, but I still do it. I'll, I'll read thirty comments on a post or something. They'll all be positive, and there'll be one, and I will just find myself scrolling back to that one, and then a couple of minutes later scrolling back on to that the one. Profile yeah, I and know. And, and then, then I think, no, stop this. It's not healthy. <laughs> Leave it alone. But
1: how have you found? that for your own well-being like being in the public eye a bit more
0: and engaging with people um, good question that really i suppose i haven't really thought about it No, oh, no we're gonna start no, yeah <laughs> well <laughs> right, yeah. <countdown> to crying <laughs> yeah um no because it's, it's mostly been positive really yeah um yeah no it's mostly positive yeah i i guess the only thing that that I would say is, like I've just mentioned, the comments and just, stuff. Yeah, um, be mindful of it as well. Yeah. Um,
1: so if you were to give, say, let's say, for example, I'm wanting to get into doing what you do. Yeah. What advice would you have for someone just starting,
0: given that you've gone down there, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just yeah. going to go? I think, to be honest, the, the car business is quite an unhealthy one. Everyone that I know that does it works seven days a week. Yeah. It's stressful. Um, it's not as rewarding as people think. So my advice would be, Do it, but have an exit strategy. Right. So, if you're going to do it, try and do it for five years, fifteen years, or something. Ten years, fifteen years, something like that, so that you've got some sort of foundation built. Yeah. Which, to be honest, is exactly what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to invest in other things. And and feather my nest basically, so that I don't have to do this one day. It's just kind of an option, or it's
1: the manager doing it it for you. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I think if you, it's a good way of. There's, there's no other business that I could have started with 15 grand and, and turned into turned it into this. You couldn't have done that with a restaurant or something. You couldn't have done that with a shop. It's, you know, I often, I'll be in, I don't know, a restaurant or bar or something, and i look around and think, this is a new business now. They've spent probably a quarter of a million quid on this. Yeah. And now they're, now they're at the, the mercy or the whim of the general public who might have one bad meal in there and leave them a stinking review, and they've got all this money invested. Whereas if you spent that sort of money on cars... You've still got that money in cars. Yeah, yeah. you just have to sell them. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's far less risky. Um, so if you're into cars or not, or you're just a business person, I would advise you get into it because it's it can be quite rewarding. Um, you know, to it's quite easy to sort of scale or grow. Yeah. But just for, even from like a mental health point of view, just just don't do it forever because, or for me anyway, we're all different, aren't we? I just wouldn't want to be stuck in that business forever because it's not.
1: Well, it's very consuming. Yeah. Like, one of the the good things about what I'm trying to build with Tacona is... Yeah. ...it can exist and it can effectively make money... Yeah. ...while I'm not sat at my laptop. Yeah. Like, I'm not in a shop. Yes. I don't have to physically be present for it to still do stuff. Yeah. Like, while we were at Silverstone, uh, someone from Denmark ordered a T-shirt and a load of stickers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I've just made, like, 70 quid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just without having to do anything. Yeah. Because... It's all online. Exactly. And yes, I've got to pack an order and yeah. ship an order. Yeah. But I only have to do that like X yeah. amount. Yes. It's not like I've, I've got to wait for a guy to turn up. Yeah. And then we've got to have a conversation. I've got to hope that he wants what I'm selling him. Like, yeah. It's a very different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And again, mine is a risk averse. Like yeah. I do a design a month that is yeah. pre order only. Right. Okay. So I'm not like spending a grand no, on stock, on stock. And hoping someone wants to buy it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going, look. It's available to the end of the month. Yeah. Buy it or don't. If you don't yeah. buy it, you're not getting one. <clears throat> yeah. And that model has been really successful over the last year since yeah. I introduced it, and it's kind of steadily, incrementally, yeah, quite good. Like the first month, I got oh, like six. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this a bad idea? And then the second month, I got like ten. I was like, oh, yeah. we've at least matched. Yeah, yeah. And then I had one month where I did like 150. Right. Okay. I was like, right, that's it, boys. Yeah, yeah. We're off. And yeah. then it was just one really good design that yeah. everyone really liked. And then the next one, it was like back down to like yeah. 25 or 30 or whatever. Yeah. Which is a neat, It's a nice number, yeah. and it's enough to cover me for one day a week. Yeah. And it, it's then managing expectations because yes. from my perspective, I'm putting my creativity out yeah. on the line. Yeah. And hoping people like it. Yes. And that's where the the stress comes in. Yeah. Because if people don't like it and they don't buy it, I'm yeah. like, I've, I've cocked up this month. Yes. Yeah. And it's almost like a personal. I spent ages creating. Yeah. That. I know. I know. It's like a really different dynamic, but with the same kind of, i right, I'm yeah. risk-averse, how can I make something yeah. that eventually yeah. doesn't need me to do it hands-on all the time yeah. to still exist? Like, yeah. that's yeah. the goal for me as well, is to go, right, I want to make this a full-time thing, Yeah, and then eventually I want it to be self-sufficient enough that I can employ someone to yeah. do the packing and shipping or whatever, yes. and the distribution... And I can go and enjoy the stuff that I enjoy, like yeah. going to events and meeting people yeah, and exactly. creating the designs. I yeah. love doing the artwork and yeah. stuff, but I don't have That's enough all, time half the time.
0: Exactly. That's all about kind of building building a business then, isn't it? Because yeah. eventually once it's built or as it starts to um, to grow, you can employ people that, that do the jobs that you don't like to do. Yeah. Or that you're not as good at, and then you can focus on the things that you are.
1: Yeah, like as much as I like packing and shipping and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I like doing like five. Yeah. And then I kind of like, oh, I'm bored of this. Yeah, I know. I've got
0: Thirty to do, or whatever. time would be better spent uh, designing things, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: or uh, doing podcasts, yeah, or yeah. going to events and getting the name out there yeah, and yeah. creating. So I run a series of car meets. Yeah, right. more of those to build community and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's interesting the the way you have to sit down and go right. My time has X amount of value. Yeah, and there's only X amount of it. It's a limited yeah. commodity. Yeah, where am I putting it exactly? And yeah. where is it best place to yeah. either return on time spent for monetary value or yeah. to build what I'm trying to build or to get what I'm trying to get out there yeah it's interestingly because I'm new to all of this as well yeah Yeah. I started doing this in 2019 right okay but it was it sounds like I've been going a long time yeah but it wasn't like I started doing this to the level that I'm doing it now yeah it was I started doodling yeah and I had a so I used to work for UPS as an account manager right okay and a customer of mine had a sublimation printer yeah so we just chuck a thing on a T-shirt yeah, and see right. someone wanted it, it. Yeah, right, okay. So technically, it started in 2019. Yeah. Realistically, probably 2021 yeah. was well, when I'd kind of figured out it. the the dynamic yeah. of what kind of worked. Yeah. And how to build it and how to kind of get stuff to work yeah. as a functioning thing. Yeah, right. Which, again, I have to manage my expectation on. Yeah. Because if I go, I've been doing this for four years. Yeah. It's not full time. Yeah. I sit and I, well, I'm like, I've clearly done something wrong. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. But then if I go, I've been doing this a couple of years. Yeah. And I, I'm at a point where I could do one day a week. Yeah. I don't need to go to work for that. I, yeah. My work life balance is better. Yeah. Exactly. It's actually quite an achievement. Like it's a real yeah. easy trap to fall in. I'm I'm uh, I'm guilty of that as well. That's yeah. Because you can sit there and go, why am I not making hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds yeah. yet? Yeah. And then you go on Instagram and someone's like, oh, I just drop ship my phone <laughs> cases and now I'm a millionaire. You're like, yeah, why is that not happening? Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, I know, I know. What am I doing wrong that yeah. nobody wants to see what I do?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very similar with me for, uh, with, with YouTube videos. You'll spend a lot of time and effort or mm. I'll think I've written something really funny or entertaining or something and then it just won't have the views. And I'll do something that hasn't taken me, you know, a quarter of that time and it'll, the Skyrocket. views will be, yeah. It's, it's in,
1: I was having this conversation with Joe about like, YouTube rewarding not necessarily quality production. So it was. I think the conversation we had was: you could go down a like, say you're doing a carfection video, right? Yeah. But you're not carfection. Yeah. You're reviewing a BMW M2. Yeah. And you go really high value. You rent a racetrack. You do all the high the hero shots. This and the other. Yeah. YouTube will go. That's a sneaky advert. Yeah. Nobody's seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can go, hi, I've got an M two for the day. I'm strapping a GoPro inside. Let's go. And YouTube will go great quality, like great content, really engaging off we go. Yeah. And it seems to happen a lot. Like even with say like TikTok and Instagram reels, Mm. I can spend an afternoon filming a bit of video. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm going to enjoy making this anyway, so I don't mind filming the video. Yeah. But I hope people see it. Yeah. And nobody will see it. Yeah. Or I can share a dashcam footage of me trying to keep up with a 250 GTO short yeah, wheelbase, yeah. and it's at like 200,000 views. And you're yeah. like, it's literally the dashcam footage. Yeah. Like, the audio is whatever music yeah. I was playing <laughs> in the car, and I had the window down. Yeah. So it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the comments are like, "Oh, what car were you in that couldn't even keep up with that old yeah, car?" And yeah.
0: I'm like, "It's a fucking V12 <laughs> Ferrari,
1: and I'm in a Toyota with four yeah, cylinders." Yeah, like... yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. But it's it's
1: really that's weird. what's
0: kind of frustrating as a as a content creator, isn't it? Because um, you never know what's going to work, so you just got to mm. keep trying. And
1: then you sit there and go, "Why? What am I missing? What's the formula? Yeah. that I haven't cracked. Yeah. And it's the same with business. You you kind of go, "There's a there's a, an element that I haven't found. Yeah. What is it? Where is it? Yeah. Who knows what it is? Yeah. And you're just constantly chasing that that yeah. missing key for what's going to go boof yeah, off. We go right. here. We are Tacona is in every shop in the country. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. No, that's uh, right. That's it right. always feels
0: like there's something. Yeah, I know. And I if know. you can, ju- if I could just find that next yeah. piece, that's both good and bad, isn't it? Because it it's good that you're kind of constantly pushing and constantly try, striving to do better. Yeah. But it's also bad that it's almost like you'll never be happy with it because there'll always be something.
1: Yeah, it's one of those. Um, the grass isn't always green. Isn't yeah, it, I know. If I just I'm, had I'm that, for that, if I just had that, I'd be yeah. happy. If I just had that, I'd be happy. Like I'm sorry, going, if I just had an office. Yeah. And I could just sit and run from an office. Yeah. I'd be happy, and yeah. then I'd get an office and go. If I just had like a caffeine machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy. Like if I just yeah. had a, like a I, a I guess that's all like...
0: So We can't we can't beat ourselves up too much for that really. It's just
1: No, that's true. Um and it is probably what keeps us hungry. Yeah, I yeah. I think if you get to the point where you go, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Then you start on you the big Exactly. You take you, your foot
0: off the gas, don't you?
1: Yeah, and you probably start making errors and mistakes yeah. and you don't chase the next opportunity yeah. and then you turn around and you go,
0: "Where's everything gone?" Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, exactly. Happened here? Exactly. Um and it, it's It's quite a. That's something that you that that's I guess could be quite difficult. The the complacency, isn't it? Really, if you if you start to get complacent, um, start having days off here or there. It's it's a difficult balance, isn't it? Because at the same time, you need to enjoy your life and have days off here or there. I'm terrible for this, but if I do have a day off, which is rare, do you sit and feel guilty about? Yeah you just something there going, oh, I should be getting yeah. everything done. Usually by the end of the day, I sit there and think, I've wasted today. completely yeah. wasted it. I've not earned any money. I've not, you know. And it's
1: really hard to go, I need to take this day to sit and do nothing. Yeah. I need to give myself a day off. Yeah. And I need to appreciate that. And then you sit there just telling yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm having a day off. I'm having it out. Yeah. And then you go in like the next day and it's like, oh, if you were here yesterday, you'd have got there. You're yeah, like, I know. Oh, I know. It, why do I have a day off? Yeah, exactly. And I fall into the trap, again, possibly a bit on the ADHD thing. If I sit and have a day off and I go I'll oh, I'll grab the Xbox. Yeah. And then I find a game that I enjoy. Yeah. I've now lost 4 days. Yeah, right. Okay. So I'm in that like I oh, I'm addicted to this yeah, now. Yeah. Until I finish the game. Yeah. And then I'm like right, back to work. Yeah. And then I know that that's coming so I'm like I'm not going to have a day off because if I get into something. Yeah. I've got my teeth into it yeah. and then I'm losing mm-hmm. more than just a day off. Yeah. And everything else then suffers for it. Yeah. So like my other half gets home, she's like, "You've had the whole day off, and you've not done the dishes, and dinner's not like in the oven. Like you've not even made me a cup of tea. Didn't even unlock the front door for me when I got home. Like, oh yeah, sorry, I'm playing the new Star Wars or whatever it is." Yeah, and it's then you feel guilty for having a day off because you were the knock-on effect is less productive as well. Exactly, exactly. And it's just such a weird balance to try and learn. And like, fortunately, having a job kind of forces you into routine. So. How have you found like the open-endedness of working for yourself?
0: Um I've all, I've always done that so I don't I don't know any other way to be honest. Yeah. I've just always earned my own money so I've yeah. just always worked for myself. Um, so yeah I don't really know any Which other is probably
1: way. probably the the easy not to say the easy way to mm. start but the if you're wanting to work for yourself yeah it's hard to go from having job security to stepping yeah. out on your own two yeah. feet. So if you've never had that No. You've never had to take that jump. Yeah, no. You've
0: always just gone right. I've got to figure this out. Yeah, let's see what happens. My my parents have always worked for themselves, always. So I've grown up around that, and yeah. I've always, you know, in school holidays and stuff, helped one one of them or both of them or whatever. So I've kind of seen that. So it's just it just was natural for me to do the same sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like my um,
1: dad had his own business. Yeah. But he was still like, get yourself a Saturday job. Yeah.
0: Like it was always
1: kind of going. Yeah. And there was a certain amount of, old oh, try and be entrepreneurial. Yeah. But we were in a farm in, like, the middle of the Derbyshire countryside, yeah, which yeah. is quite hard to do as a kid. Yeah. It was like, sell logs from the bottom of the field. Yeah, and I yeah. me and my brother sat there for two days, yeah. <laughs> and not a single car stopped. And we're yeah. like, this is pointless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, with the internet, if yeah. I'd had the accessibility I had now when I was, say, 15, yeah. it'd probably be a different story, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably been a YouTuber of some sorts because yeah. we had like dirt bikes and cars yeah, that we could exactly. just rag around fields. Yeah, and yeah. Strap a GoPro to that, exactly. Easy content creation. Yeah. like yeah. oh, I've got space. Yeah, yeah. And right. access to do stuff that's stupid. Like yeah. I lost my front tooth because my brother shot me with a BB. Gun. Right. <laughs> like it's not like a biking <laughs> right. accident. i literally just being an idiot, and my brother yeah. shot me in the face. Right. <laughs> and it's like if we had you, if we had access to that then, or if yeah. we knew about, because we're only talking. About 15 years ago? Yeah. So it's the earlier days of yeah. YouTube and Facebook
0: and stuff like that. Yeah. If
1: we'd known what was coming, yeah. oh, we would have been so far ahead of the curve. I, you know
0: what, as naive as this sounds, um, I, I didn't even, I never used what, I never used YouTube, only I would use YouTube um, for how to, how to remove the radio on a 4K, how, yeah. to, uh, how to change, you know, that oh, sort of stuff. Such a benefit, like... But, Indian guys handy. on YouTube are the real heroes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I never I never thought that I could make videos myself and put them up there until... Um, well, I started in 2018, so probably six months before I started, I started, I guess, thanks to YouTube, I got recommend recommendations for Doug DeMira videos, Seen Through Glass videos, and then I started to watch these guys thinking, actually, I could do that.
1: Yeah, I can wander around with a yeah, camera. Yeah,
0: I I started doing... I didn't doing... know that that was even a thing, yeah. because I'm kind of... I guess we're a similar sort of age... Well, I'm 30 in a couple of months. Oh, right. I'm a bit older. I'm 33. Oh, only a little bit. We've um, been at school together. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so I kind of... We only got computers in our, in our primary school, like my last year that I was there. So I haven't kind of grown up with it, which yeah. is why I'm, I'm really not into tech at all now. I think, I think had I been a five years younger, like my brother's age, yeah. um, they don't know any other way. So they'd have, they'd have been an early team when YouTube was a thing. I was 17 in, you know. And you've got more important things to yeah, do, exactly.
1: like meet girls yeah, and yeah. cars and things. And like my younger brother was, he was really into his gaming at like 13, 14, mm. to the point where he got approached for like beta testing and stuff oh, like right, that. Oh, right, okay. And the only reason he couldn't do streaming is because my mum's Wi-Fi wasn't strong right, enough. Right, right, okay. And we were limited because of where we lived. You yeah. couldn't get faster Wi-Fi. No, no. So he was, like, missed out on all these yeah. options. And one of the kids that he
0: used to do it with yeah. he drives a Bentley. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, yeah. working could at Morrison's be. or something. He's, like, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah <laughs> this guy's got yeah. a Bentley going. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about the internet,
1: though. Anything's possible, well, back, though, isn't it? Back 10, 15 years ago as well, like, it yeah. was so hit and miss as to whether you could do it or not. Yeah. Like, now you can get 100 megabyte internet pretty consistently, yeah. Yeah. which is all that you need to really do most things. Yeah. Whereas then it was, like, we were on, like, four. yeah. yeah. And occasionally, your phone signal would be better. Yeah, yeah. And it was like... Do you remember Dial-Up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember my dad had... It was almost like a Tekken-style game, but it wasn't Tekken. Yeah. On a PC. And it took 64 floppy disks right. to load every character <laughs> right. into the game. So you'd have to put a floppy disk yeah. in it, would download all the character info, and then you'd yeah. take it out and swap it for another one. Yeah. So it came in this huge box, yeah. just full of floppy disks. It's crazy that's within our lifetime, isn't it? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I've got... Uh, uh so I was taking Let some photos go. at Simon Preview, and I've got a thirty megabyte photo. Yeah. And I took four hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you can get a, this little hard drive thing's a terabyte. Yeah. And it's like thirty quid. It's crazy, isn't it? It's like it would go back twenty years yeah. and you'd be like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Like there's a billion kilobytes or like yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And we're still oh, it's a three megabyte yeah. floppy disks <laughs> And now no, kids don't even know what floppy did. Oh, it's no. the save logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know that because no. they're not on computers. They're no. all on phones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And now we just sound like older men. Yeah, yeah, just I know. grumbling about I know. getting older. And you look at your parents. You go, I really understand why you didn't understand anything I was yeah, talking about yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Like, of course they don't know what bands are yeah, and no. what singer is popular. And... No, no. Because I don't know what's going on. No. And I'm
0: on the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's exactly. like, what hope did they have? Yeah, no, no, so that's right. I, my... I, part of me craves that, though, to be honest. I wish I, I, wish I wasn't I uh, liked
1: connected. when it was like, be back by the, the street lights. Yeah, yeah. Because you were just free. Yeah. And you could have died. Yeah. We didn't. No. A lot of us didn't. No. Every so often, yeah. these things happen. Yeah. But it was like, right, you just you went out yeah. and you were a child and I lost my front tooth yeah. and we crashed motorbikes and got Had a, a pickup childhood. truck. Yeah. Yeah. We got a pickup truck stuck stuck in the woodland. Yeah. And we were like, Oh, dad can never find that So yeah. we learnt, we figured out how to unditch yeah. this truck yeah. Yeah. so that we didn't get in trouble. Yeah. It's not like now where I just call my, our no. dad, yeah. <laughs> what, what do I do? I exactly. FaceTime him yeah, and go, I This know. is what's going on. I know, I know. You just you'd figure it out mm. or you get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I, didn't, I dented the... So it had we had a, an L200 Warrior. Right, okay. And it had like the chrome bars. Yeah, yeah. And the tow bar and everything. I was in a field and it was a field that was empty. Yeah. There was a tr- a concrete trough for horses to drink out of. Yeah. But it was a, like private land, yeah. completely empty. And there was someone in it. Right. So we drove past, saw it. And I was like, "Oh, there's a person." Reverse back. Yeah. Straight into the concrete truck Right. And dented the tiny bars. little dent on the chrome bar. Right? right. Six months later. Yeah. We pulled up at a park car park somewhere. Yeah. My dad was like, "Where's this dent <laughs> come from?" <laughs> it took him ages to yeah. find it. Yeah. And then my mum was like, "Well, I've not been driving this." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I've not done anything in this because yeah. I'd have known." Yeah. So he was like.
0: Well then, guess who's not driving the truck anymore? Like, oh, that sounds like a great childhood, though. To be fair, just having having freedom like that to, that stuff to mess around yeah. with cars and all that sort of stuff. We
1: were we were very lucky, and I don't yeah. want to like pretend like I wasn't lucky. Yeah. Like this yeah. is normal. Yeah, but we were very lucky because yeah. my dad was a financial advisor and he yeah. set up his own right. estate. Like he's a business, yeah. he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, and the flip side of that is he's also an alcoholic and a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't all no, it wasn't swings all around. About. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But we were lucky that even though he was that, yeah it's better that we were in this nice environment. Yeah. Because if you was that and we were in a council house, yes. it's like double down yeah, on the Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. So we
1: were very lucky that we lived out yeah. where we lived and yeah. we had access to some land and we had like dirt bikes mm-hmm. and quad bikes and yeah. all the all the stuff that the, you can really, like if you're you a kid, you'd be yeah. like, this is the best thing in the yeah. world. And yeah. it was, and we, we appreciated it and we were lucky enough to, like we'd go to Le Mans, and, like I think we went to Le Mans three times. Right, and okay. Driven to Spain twice. and yeah, like, yeah. Just done stuff that stuff. now I'm like, I want to do that stuff again because yeah, yeah. I know it's fun. Yeah. So we're going to Le Mans this year because it's yeah. my birthday the weekend after. Right, okay. And it's the centenary of the race. I mean, oh, right, okay. a couple of mates are like, oh, yeah, yeah, perfect opportunity. Yeah, right. And I know what it's like so I know how much fun I'm going to have yeah, or yeah. hope to have. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I'm not downplaying the fact that no. I was very lucky in the childhood that I had. Yeah. But at the same time, like you have to be able to appreciate this. Yes. And yeah. I, you can't take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Cuz up until I was what 13, we just lived in a like up until I was like 7, yeah, terrace house in a yeah. small town. Right. And then we moved to a three-bed semi yeah in the same town. Yeah. With a driveway. Right. And then it's like it wasn't a an inheritance no, family wealth. It, it yeah. was my dad's done what you did. He started off with not much yeah. and he's built from there. Yeah, right. And he chased whatever was the next business thing or the next career opportunity yeah. to get better yeah. and did it for himself. Like yeah. it's, it's self-built and mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for that from him yeah. and he just didn't manage it very well. yeah, yeah. And now he's not got a job and he's right. living okay. on his own and his right. kids don't talk to him. Right. Like he okay. didn't manage that very well, no. No. probably because he was too focused on making money. Yeah. And to his own detriment, like, yeah. and then he didn't process the problem, all the stuff. It?
0: And then before you know it, you haven't got anything to show for it.
1: Yeah, he's he's in a really nice house, yeah, yeah. by himself, yeah, and nobody talks to him. No, so That's th- sad. and then it feeds into the yeah. drinking and stuff because it's yeah. the an escape. And yeah, it's really sad. that he's from the generation that don't talk enough. Yeah, yeah. And to give him credit, he talks more than most. Yeah, he would cry in yeah. front of his kids. Like yeah. he would show emotion and he would, he would share. But it wasn't like. I'm going to a therapist. Mm. It was just, yeah. I feel crap, and now I'm having a cry while yeah. I've got a beer in my hand. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, more than most would, but yeah. still not enough to fix yeah. the causes of the problems. Yeah. And it, it's a, it's quite a lesson to learn, and mm. I, I took a lot from that, and yeah. I think I'm that, quite that's lucky. That's something that in... will
0: improve with each generation, though, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they say, or I've heard at some point in my life, that it takes three generations to get rid of bad yeah. traits. Yeah, right. So, like, my great-granddad was a nightmare like right, you okay. would paint on the walls and right, stuff like okay. that and then my my grandma is bad yeah but she's it, it, terrifying when she's in that moment yeah right but she's better yeah and then my dad is he's pretty bad yeah but it has to he has to have this stimulus to do it yeah, and if he hasn't right. got like the drugs or the beer or anything yeah, yeah. nicest boat you will ever meet like yeah. it comes down from probably from the learned experience like I'm not a monster yeah and I don't drink yeah but I'm always scared that that exists. Yeah. So I actively go against the things that might bring that out. Yes, yeah. And that's, I think, what happens is that yeah. you learn from the, the stuff you encounter and your experience. You go, yeah. well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to get absolutely
0: smashed no, every night right. and then
1: start shouting at everyone. Like, yeah. I'll just not have the drink. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm all right with that. That <laughs> can go both ways, couldn't it? Because you could have thought that I that's gone off normal the rails, and, and, yeah. just, and just uh, pursued that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could have. So the thing that I regret, my I didn't go to uni. Yeah. Because my dad went to uni, and that's where he started drinking. Right. Okay. And when you're a teenager, yeah, you make that connection. You yeah. don't go. Oh no, he's got a problem with drink because yeah. it's a family trait. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, He he, he went to uni. Yeah. Which obviously that's when you are allowed to start drinking. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to uni. Yeah. And I regret not going to uni because yeah. I think I would have had a, I would have loved the experience. Yeah. Um, the flip side is I wouldn't have met my now fiance because mm-hmm. I'd have been somewhere else in the country and yeah, like yeah. life would have gone in a different direction. Yeah. And I, I'm very lucky that she's my like yeah. best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I often have that like, How the hell has this happened? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. of all the chances, yeah, this is the person that I've bumped yeah. into online. I like, yeah. mean on Tinder yeah. of all places. Right, like, right, okay. bumped into this person online yeah. and it's the perfect person. Yeah that yeah like matches up. Yeah. And there's that kind of I regret not going to uni, but on the yeah. positive, yeah. All of this stuff has happened. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And I think it's it's very easy to get reflective in that way yeah oh i wish this had happened i wish that yeah, had happened yeah. and
0: not have the other side of going oh if that had happened exactly this good stuff yeah wouldn't have happened that that's quite unhealthy isn't it i i do that a lot to be fair think about you know what would have happened if yeah uh, most people do i guess don't they? i think it's quite a natural I think it, thing i think it, it's not a bad thing to be self-aware really is it
1: yeah and there's there's always going to be that what could have happened yeah we're, we're curious enough as it is yeah and at every juncture, yeah. there's a decision. Yeah. And it's like, well, I took this one. I wonder what that one could have been. Yeah. like." And you, you, you will never know. No. Because you can't follow that path. No, exactly. You can only, I mean, you can ever... only do
0: what seems right at the time. Yeah.
1: You? And you can only follow back the path that you took. It's, yeah. it's really hard to go, oh, well, if I'd gone to uni and I'd have studied this, I'd have become this. Yeah. And... I'd have been the next car designer or yeah, so exactly. Like you, You've no idea no, what really no, exactly. you could go to uni and have a drug overdose. Yeah, like, exactly. It could have stopped immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. no idea. No. But it, it's really hard not to go, Yeah. oh, I wonder what, what could have happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've smashed through the hour mark quite quickly. Have we? I mean, right, okay. within an hour, obviously, because right, okay. that's how time work. <laughs> right, doesn't okay. feel like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been quite nice just to go... Let's have a chat with a stranger. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I've off is I'm in a corner and I can hear my ear, I can hear my voice. Then. Oh right, okay. I'm, I keep echoing yeah, right, into my okay. own head. Right. Um, but it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Like I had no expectations. I'll be very honest. I'm not a content consumer. Yeah. Right. Mainly because I'm busy. Yeah. So I didn't have much knowledge of what you do. Yeah. Right. Other than like scrolling See through the, the Instagram, yeah, having a bit yeah. of a, a a little bit of a deep a dive. Yeah. Beforehand but this conversation came off the recommendation of a friend it was yeah, yeah. this guy's really interesting you should speak yeah, to him yeah and it's been a really pleasant yeah, so I've conversation i've really I've enjoyed, enjoyed just chatting um it's funny on the podcast like i have this dynamic kind of trying to be a little bit more professional yeah right so like normally if it's someone that i know before yeah. we start talking yeah. there's a lot more banter yes yeah yeah and i have this like i don't want to upset someone and i also don't want to be on record upset yes <laughs> no, I, someone I don't mean. really know yeah I know what you mean um whereas these if I know someone a bit more I've got a I feel like a little bit more license to make jokes yes yeah um and I imagine at some point there might be an opportunity to do another one when we know each yeah. other a bit better yeah yeah and I can just rip into you yeah. for all your YouTube videos <laughs> like, why, the, why the hell did you say that for what yeah, a stupid yeah, thing to yeah, do yeah well I wouldn't want to upset you right no, now no, fair <laughs> um fair but mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down and chat um the only thing really is where can people find you and see what you're up to? Um, High Peak Autos on YouTube.
0: Perfect. High, High Peak Autos, um, same, on Instagram. same on Instagram. They're the two, although I'm on other things, they're the, they're the, the two the sort of main two.
1: Perfect. Well, go and check them out. Go and give them a follow. If you've got a Ford Cougar that you need to replace the <laughs> uh, the, radi- the radio in, perfect guy to follow. It's great. So, yeah, thanks, uh, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, yeah, thank you very much. Right, I'm going to stop that there. <laughs>